0: Oh my god! <laughs> I t- yeah. Scott, can you cut cut this part out? Because I'm really uncomfortable. Do <laughs> no, so really. you guys have an HR department?
1: You're listening to episode 244 of the Rated NA Podcast for the website NerdAppropriate.com. Uh, this is Ash, and I am reporting live from my hotel room at the end of PAX West, a.k.a. PAX Prime. My voice is almost gone. Uh, I'm a little sick. I got the bugs. Uh but we're gonna have a special episode for you guys. So normally what we do uh when Matt, Scott, and I go to these shows is we um kind of do a day by day, blow by blow, you know, breakdown of the games we played and the stuff we saw. However, I was by myself, so what I did is I talked to some of my friends um that were at the show as well. So you'll have sort of guest commentary uh on this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Um this episode is brought to you by Loot Crate, and September's theme is speed. Um Looking for high octane adrenaline pumping action look no further than speed featuring some of pop culture's quickest characters and vehicles. this month get unique loot from Arrow, Flash, Batman, Battlestar Galactica, and Iron Man 2. and don't forget that each and every crate comes with an exclusive t-shirt in your size as well as collectible as well as a collectible loot crate pin. So get fast and get furious with September's speed crate. If you go to LootCrate.com slash rated NA, you'll get 10% off your your subscription and you'll help out our show, which is super great. So please do that. Um, sit back, enjoy the show, and I hope you guys enjoy the format this time. Uh, hey, everybody. It's... What day is today? Saturday. Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. So it's Saturday. Uh, I'm at PAX. If I sound weird like I'm underwater, it's because I took Claritin, and uh, which is in the United States, that's a drug that we take. Do you have Claritin?
2: No, I think we have similar things. You have similar yeah, things. Yeah.
1: What did you have that's an antihistamine or something to make you not sneeze?
2: I'm trying to think what we call it. It's Clar-something as well. It's like Clarix or like... It's definitely got clear in it. I think they're not very original okay. with the naming of the drugs. So
1: Okay. We should yeah. do the whole podcast about antihistamines.
2: Okay. Sounds <laughs> I know so much.
1: <laughs> I know. Me too. Uh, so this is episode 244. It's technically day two at PAX, but it feels like day a million already. Um, why don't you introduce yourself, and then we'll just kind of wing it and see how it goes.
2: Okay, sure. So my name is Amy Potter. And I'm from New Zealand, which is why I sound funny. Yeah. Uh, I am the Chief Operating Officer of Leaping Tiger, which is a social platform for gamers. We're a little startup. We are very small, um, but we are aiming to kind of connect gamers with people and things in their local area.
1: That's great. So I'm definitely going to drill you about and grill you about Leaping Tiger. Sure. But first, I want to know a little bit just about you and how you actually made your way here for PAX, because this is your first PAX, right? This
2: is, yeah. It's my first ever PAX, which is weird. Um, I <laughs> kind of understand that. Uh, yeah. People are often very surprised by that. No, yeah. it's
1: so cool because, you know, I mean, you saw a couple of the panels that that uh, my friends and my have done and it's always neat when it's people's first time and i'm always curious to see what their impression is of the event so how have you been liking it so far
2: it's been awesome actually i was just i was thinking about this last night and um it's weird coming at it from uh, because i've been to the last four e3s and so that's my only like gaming convention experience that i have and so it's it's pretty hard to not compare the two um and this one it just feels like everyone's friends
1: it's weird right yeah it's really it's really weird you can just
2: kind of strike up a conversation with anyone there is a
1: very it's a very mellow kind of welcoming vibe Mm. and um you end up leaving with with people that you keep in contact with for forever which is just kind of surreal because real life really isn't like that anymore you know like rarely do you ever see at least I don't my twitter pals like in the real world exactly Uh, yeah and I know you you love twitter too I'm like I love (laughs) twitter so it's very interesting to encounter people for the first time and, and see that you know that sense of community. So mm. so I want to ask you a little bit about your adventure here, yeah, um, sure. all the way from New Zealand. And by the way, I told you this earlier, but you are the first person we've ever had from New Zealand on yes. the show. I'm so excited! Uh, I don't think we've even had any devs from New Zealand. Yes. Um. Maybe the guys from Broforce. Oh, okay, right. Yep. Are they th- Are they from New Zealand? I don't know actually. I think they, they might be Australian. They might be I'm Australian. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I be so I'm going to, to say that in. you're the first one. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I, so I how long claim How long does land. the <laughs> How long does the sailing ship take from New Zealand? <laughs> Yeah. And did you ride on Dragonback? Like, how did you get here?
2: Yes, yes, I definitely... I rode on Dragonback, and it was an 11-hour Dragon ride. Oh, my gosh. Um, I actually had to take three planes because I live in the capital of New Zealand, so I had to okay. fly to the city that actually has a big enough airport to fly internationally. Okay. Then I had to fly to L.A., and then I had to fly to Seattle. Oh, my gosh. So it took me, like, 22 hours or something.
1: That's insane. Yeah. And then you, you pretty much just, like, went for it and went out and had fun and didn't really, like... Slow down. Yeah, pretty Me, much. like last night, <laughs> I went to bed at like seven o'clock at night here. <laughs> And people were texting me like, well, "Why don't you come out? There's parties." And I'm like, "Nope, I'm watching shitty reality TV. I'm eating potato chips in my bed, like a total disgusting person." And I'm like, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm too well, old and too tired." You tiny. kind of
2: have to pace yourself, right? Because like, Pax is four days. That's long. Like, it is really long. Only Three days, and I'm already feeling like I've got to go for two more days here.
1: Absolutely. And uh, so let's start talking about what you've seen and what you've done here. Yeah, cool. And we'll we'll do to, so, to
2: answer your original question yeah. also about why I came. Yeah, why you came? <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, I'm on an anahistamine. Okay, so it's a segue to the yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Um, I, so I came because I was invited to be part of a panel, okay. um, which was uh, how we find positivity in games um, yes. with some friends of mine who are very awesome people. And uh, so I came to be on that and that was an awesome experience because I love talking about positivity in games. That's Me what Leaping too. Tiger is all about. Um, and so I've really just been going to panels and, and buying stuff. Right, Um, because most of the stuff that's kind of on show in terms of games and things, it looks to be the same demos that were at E3, so I'm using it as an opportunity really to see the panels and stuff, which has been really cool. Some awesome diversity stuff. I got to throw paper planes in your panel. Yeah, that That was real fun. That was
1: (laughs) (laughs) different. I didn't really know that was happening, Um, so I did the the PAX orientation panel, which I haven't talked about on the episode yet, and that was uh, myself and uh, Mylan and Hillary, who you guys know from the podcast, and Ben Britton, and uh, we just kind of talked about you know how Pax is an important event and then got a lot of people to get to know each other which was an interesting spin for a panel i'd never been part of something like that but it, it was, was awesome. it was really fun it was really, really, it was fun. really fun and yeah made some new friends and hopefully other people made friends too so that was cool
2: if i can't have a net panel i want to make an airplane paper airplane and throw it panel so yeah good job
1: yeah that was (laughs) like and i i forgot how much i enjoyed making paper airplanes and throwing them that was like a a flashback to my youth so i
2: forgot how bad i wasn't making paper oh yeah
1: i was pretty good i used to do it all the time i think someone showed me a long time ago and i just used to love doing it (laughs) so let's hear about your panel
2: okay sure yeah. yeah so um it was me Um, Stephen from StackUp and Craig from Able Gamers. If you don't know what those charities are, you should definitely go and check them out, as well as Andrew Sullivan, who has his own podcast. Um, But we were just kind of all talking about the ways which our various organizations and kind of gaming, I guess, industry careers have kind of been all around positivity and how we can elevate positivity and really highlight people who are doing positive things around us and, and have gaming as a as a positive vehicle in our lives I guess. Because you kinda get so many people who well, I don't know, I get lots of people coming up to me and being like, Oh, you know, don't let my kids play video games, they're gonna rot your Do brain you. yeah. or whatever, you know, the their kind of negative stereotypical right. idea of gaming is and we're really just trying to kinda like break down that right. view and, and, and elevate what is good in games. And so it's funny stick-ups. as
1: a as a new dad, I get people coming up to me all the time, like, Are you gonna let your son play video games? And I'm like Absolutely! Yeah. Like, I had my first console, I think, when I was like five years old. Like, I don't think yeah. I'm a horrible person. Like, yep. I mean, I think there's definitely some adult supervision that has to happen. Like, you don't want them playing like you know really adult graphic games. But, um, you know, I, I totally agree. And you know, and I, I love the fact that your panel. I got to sit through half of it before we had to go to ours. But mm. the fact that you uh, were talking with a group of people that really like to make the whole gaming scene. Just a better place in general. Yeah. You know, um, increasing the amount of... just the amount of people that are capable of playing games and the awareness of what community is supposed to be like. I think that was, it's a really admirable thing and I'm glad it was the second one. Hopefully you guys keep doing it and it keeps growing. I hope so. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on writing a blog post about it as well. So hopefully that will be really awesome. And people who didn't get to the panel can kind of take away some of those points as well. That's
1: awesome. So tell me about leaping tiger and, um, how you got to have, you know, be a huge part of this startup and, and really what the platform's all about. Cause I think it's really cool. I think our listeners will think it's really cool. And, um, I, I'm gonna use it once I go home. So, Yay, tell, so t- tell everybody about it.
2: Cool. So the the quick story of like kind of how it came to be um, was myself and my co-founder Jordan were working together in a really really boring job, and we took about four to six months of working. Together. Can you tell what your boring job was? Oh, it was it was like it was here's how boring it was: marketing in a distribution oh, company. Oh, really? And yeah. Like I was a school teacher words.
1: before I went into games. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know if it was a boring job, but it was definitely uh, a job that where I came home. I basically like. Dissolved into a pile of dust every night and yeah, like wanted to not
2: think about anything. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely know what you mean, like wanting to yep. start something fresh and that you actually use your creativity for is very important. Totally. So.
2: And just imagine like the most bland environment pretty much that you could possibly work in, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, really yeah, yeah. And so, kind of, when you're in that working environment, like it's really easy to meet friends to play games with when you're in school or when you're at college, right? But when you're in that kind of like corporate world environment, no one really talks about the fact that they're gamers. Like, you don't stand around the water cooler and talk right. about your kill streak, right? You're like, oh, I I renovated my house this weekend, and like I'm going on holiday. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Shouldn't we just
1: all talk about games and fun stuff all the time?
2: It would be awesome if we did. Adult uh,
1: conversations yeah. are so terrible. So
2: terrible. So
1: terrible. Oh so, yeah, yeah, I put down some papers this weekend, Bob. You're like, oh really? I
2: did some some work around. What do you guys say? The yard. The
1: yard. The yeah, yard. the yard. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need to do each other's accents after at the end oh, of this. Okay. Can you do? Can you do an American accent? Uh,
2: I, I don't want to try. Oh
1: my gosh, I'm going to try and do a terrible <laughs> New Zealand accent. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> I can't I can't do one, but we're friends now, so. Well, why not just okay, embarrass myself sure. terribly
2: i'll mock you uh, yeah yeah you
1: can mock me it's totally fine <laughs> oh
2: dear so anyway um anyway
1: boring job boring very job. bland place yep. uh and then this idea comes around
2: yeah so one day um, we were actually just kind of sitting away because we worked kind of in the same like area and i said something about injustice because it was coming out it was around the time that injustice came out and uh i remember jordan being like what you play like what you play games That's yeah, yeah. Mental. i didn't know that um, and so we kind of had this realization, and like, shit, it'd be cool if like everyone knew around them who was playing games. Like, it just—it yeah. seems like you can't like find these people. And so we basically kind of started like sketching out ideas for things that we wanted to do because we're kind of both entrep- entrepreneurial people, I guess you could right. say. Um, but it was more just like we wanted to build something cool for ourselves. We weren't really yeah, yeah. even thinking about like a business. Um, and then we talked to some cool people who started saying, this could be really something cool for the industry. Like, you could have, people would want to use this. And so we put serious hats on and actually built it.
1: That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many times, and I'm just going to, like, pull back the curtain on our site. Like we've, Like, we're coming up on year six, next month of our site. And we've had probably a thousand different ideas for apps, for expansion, for like all sorts of different stuff and we can never execute. So actually right. executing on it That's is thing, right? is phenomenal. And uh, how long did it take you to go from the concept phase actually executing
2: way too long <laughs> well
1: it always does right <laughs>
2: yeah um, so neither Jordan nor myself are technical people we don't like code or right build, you know build things um, I'm a technically a graphic designer and he is marketing business kind of guy okay so it took us a while to kind of stop trying to look for a technical person to work with us and just actually we ended up kind of like paying someone to build our very very basic version right um, which was probably the best decision we ever made it just took us too long to make it
1: <laughs> that's awesome so yeah. how how big is your team at Leaping Tiger and, and sort of what is your, your end goal like what would you like to see happen with the with the app and the platform
2: yeah totally so we're six people now which blows my mind I can't even that's crazy it's, it's actually insane yeah. um, we're definitely like a little family um, and we, we operate in a really really tiny room uh, so we're that's a really awesome, close family like, that's really that's perfect you know like
1: it's like I think it's every creative's dream is to do what you're doing like even if like you know, not, not, knock on wood, everything goes really well. But even if it doesn't, it's, it's something magical that you've made a thing that totally. you set out to make, and you're sitting in a sweaty little room with these other people that have also probably given like all of themselves to this project right so yep. that's that is really cool
2: yeah absolutely and in terms of like what we want to do in the future like we're pretty much just working as hard as we can to make something awesome at this point screaming child that was fun um yeah. <laughs> but basically our goals are really just to kind of build like finish building the thing that we've started because what we've built at the moment you can connect person to person but we really right. want you to be able to kind of like find tournaments communities events like everything okay. to do with gaming in your area
1: what okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little role playing activity with you here. Okay. Um What's like a really common name for a male in New Zealand?
2: Uh, I don't know, Tom. Tom. Yeah. There's,
1: is there anything else that's like a little more? Like that's a little
2: a, more New Zealand? Yeah. Not really. Like uh, <laughs> I don't think T- so. Tom's also Matt is really common. That's really common. Matt. Matt. Too, Matt? I'll be Matt. Matt? Okay, we Matt. have
1: Matt. One of the guys that does the podcast is Matt. Okay. All so, right. Let's say I'm Matt and um I'm in New Zealand and I'm I'm lonely. And I download your app. Like, how how easy would it be, me, be for me, Matt, to connect with other people that are playing the games that I like?
2: Super easy. Yeah. Super easy. And so kind of the, the whole... The whole idea of Leaping Tiger is to make it really, really easy. Because you can find gaming friends. It's right. not impossible. You can go on the internet. You can go on forums. You can spend hours on social media trying to find the right person to connect with. But what we're trying to do is just make it really easy.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So you'll,
2: you'll have people to connect with as soon as you open the app.
1: So it is available now on iOS and Android?
2: Correct. We also do have a web platform, but it's kind of we call it the light version. Mobile okay. yeah, mobile's a better experience. And
1: it is available here in the United States? It is. As well as... Oceania yes, and, uh, and Europe. You have Europe, you no know, Asia yeah, yet.
2: It's it's not in it's not in Asia, okay. but it's everywhere else.
1: Maybe yeah. one day. Maybe one day, yeah. The we're market's kind of, growing there like crazy. Totally, I would love yeah. to be there.
2: It's more actually about the games database being different. Yeah. So we need like we need to maintain that. And Chinese localization
1: might be a little hard too. Yeah. Like Chinese localization is gonna be like. People
2: what? think we're a much bigger company than we are. That's so cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But then we get emails that are like, "You should really do this thing," and we're like, "Well." far out we're pedaling as fast as we can
1: <laughs> yeah no, that's incredible so everybody should definitely download leaping tiger available now on those platforms and uh let's talk a little bit about packs before we we let you get yeah, out sure. of here and you know we'll just see what's been going on have you seen anything that has been really cool anything that's really stood out or any merch that's like blown your mind
2: um well i finally got myself a plush ghost oh did you yes. okay which is like not the reason I came, but, like, I, it's a pretty big part of, like, what I wanted to do here. So, that's okay. awesome. Awesome. I also just found a giant D20 dice. Oh, nice. Which I've been looking for for a really long time. Really? Yeah. So how, Like, how giant? Like, it's... I can get out and show you afterwards. It's like it's like 60 mil. Oh, wow. It's like huge. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. So.
2: Do you, you guys don't really th- do mil- millimeters. I don't know what no,
1: that is. No, we, we know about okay, them. Okay, you know. <laughs> we learned about millimeters. Okay. You know, we do have our own systems just for everything. little you thing know.
2: the world uses that you guys do.
1: We just do our own thing here in the United States. We don't care about the rest of the world. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we do learn millimeters, yeah.
2: That's good. And I also just went to um, a... Making Diverse Characters in Games panel, which oh, okay. I loved. It was amazing. Do
1: you recall who was on that?
2: I'm just trying to think of who's, what their names were. I know that Mylon was moderating. Oh, was she? So it was that one, yeah. <laughs> she um, was like the panel Hillary queen. was on it. Was she? Of course yeah. she was. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember. There's a guy from Bioware. Was it Patrick? Patrick Weeks? Patrick sounds familiar. Yeah, yes, Patrick Weeks yes. is a sweet guy. Um, Arden, I think.
1: I do not know Arden, but I know of Arden. And yeah. and,
2: and, and who else was Arden? That's all I can remember. That's, that's good. from um, Adult Swim as well. Oh, Sean
1: Baptiste.
2: Was that? No, I don't think it was Sean. It wasn't Sean. I don't think so. I okay. um, can't remember his name. It's okay. Anyway, it's it was okay. really awesome.
1: It was really good? Yeah. Good. I'm glad fantastic. for her. She always gets really stressed out before she does those panels, but they're always really good, so. She did a great job. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I don't... Coolest thing that I've seen... I spent a lot of time, actually, up here on the sixth floor today um, looking at all the games, and uh, there's been some really fun stuff. Uh Play, have you? Ever, did you ever play Hand of Fate?
2: No, but I actually was speaking to because um, it's an Australian. Yeah, they're yeah. Australian. That's what made me <laughs> yeah. think of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went and looked at that yesterday, and I was like, "This is really
1: cool." It is really cool. So mm. you you build a deck of cards that you kind of gather as you do the campaign, and it's kind of like a choose your own adventure system. Yeah. And you collect cards, do a choose your own adventure thing, but then when you get into encounters, it becomes like a third person brawler. Yep. So you collect weapons and items, and then you actually fight in real time. And so they're putting out their second version of that. Um, which I got to play and it was really really fun it the graphics have cool. improved a lot yeah. they're using the unity engine and really uh, made it look really pretty so nice. uh, hand of fate 2 looked really good I got to like play uh, the new Gears of war game which oh, I, I love nice. okay yeah <laughs> I, I I'm like it's so <laughs> like when you think of America yep. and you think of <laughs> you think of Gears of War and I have fallen into the trap of being like one of those guys I have like a replica chainsaw gun nice. that hangs in my den oh, um, man. I don't know if I should tell people that but I do so I played that and that was really really fun too super
2: yeah. American uh, super there's also American. like World of Tanks out there you can go ride a tank
1: yeah that's also that's very American, super American. It I is. was like holy heck yeah. like, really <laughs> welcome to World of Tanks we got tanks yeah <laughs> absolutely uh, well that's great well before we do uh, scary fun with accents oh, uh, no. where can people I know oh, no. <laughs> oh so god
2: was that it, that was, it. British. that was
1: really horrible wasn't it um, I tell you it's going to be really embarrassing uh, but I don't care where can people find you in social media?
2: Oh, um, at Hello Miss Potter okay. on Twitter, and uh, where else is good? That's pro- that's probably the best place to find me. I spend a lot of time on Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah, and we are also at Leaping HQ on Twitter. So. That's
1: great. Yeah. Well everyone follow, uh, follow, and follow. Woo! Follow both of them. All right. So, who wants to go first? You, what? <laughs> can you do an American accent?
2: I can try. Okay, you, well, give me something to say. Um,
1: I'd like to order a hamburger, please.
2: I'd like to order a hamburger, please. Oh, my gosh.
1: That's really good. Is it? Yeah, it's really good, but you sounded like you were trying to be super nerdy. <laughs> do, we sound, do we sound nerdy? I don't know. <laughs> it was like, I'd like to order a hamburger, please. <laughs> my
2: extent of like, knowing American accents is really from movies. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah, me with yeah. New
1: Zealand accents. Yeah, I'm oh. also getting
2: really good at ordering my Starbucks in an American accent because they can't oh, understand do you do me. do that? Yeah, they can't understand me at all unless do I you, say it.
1: Do you ever me. use it so people leave you alone? Like, do you ever use your fake accent so people leave you alone? No. Do people... See, even your no, it's like, no. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, like a couple extra O's in your no. It's amazing. Um, so you've you got to give me something to butcher and say. Okay,
2: you should say. Oh, um, Can it be
1: really stereotypical and horrible?
2: I'm trying to think of something really stereotypical and horrible. For Australians, it's always you want to throw another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know that we really have a New Zealand equivalent. You should say something like, um, I'm going to go over there where the hobbits are.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna go over there with a hobbits are. Oh, God. <laughs> it's pretty bad, right? I sound like a dwarven pirate when I do that. You too. <laughs> I'm gonna go over there with a hobbits are. Yeah,
2: it's so like throaty. I don't. I know. <laughs> See, I
1: I used to dungeon master a lot, uh, okay. play D anD D, and I would always do terrible accents, which is why I'm putting you on the spot because it's always fun to do accents. It's hilarious. So that's super fun. Maybe maybe we'll just have more accent fun at the end of the con sometime. Do it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Talk to you later. <laughs> Exciting! It's day three of Pax, and I'm
3: here with Mr. Nate Hales. How are you I doing? I am man? here. I'm I'm tired. I don't. We got old somewhere along the way. Oh yeah. Like oh, I got yeah. real old, and I don't know what happened, but
1: yeah. it happens. It sneaks up on you.
3: Yeah, I was like, one of those guys earlier today where I was like, "Man, do they really need to do this until <laughs> Monday?" To the extra like, day, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> then you feel guilty if you don't go. Like yeah, yesterday, <laughs> I wasn't feeling so hot, so I spent probably half the day in my hotel and I had the worst I had like FOMO, but I was here, which yeah. is even worse. It was yeah. like FOMO times three. I was like,
3: I could just walk down there. I'm like, but I can't walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm just going to lay here. Yeah. That's hundred percent me. I was just yeah. like, we woke up this morning and I was laying in the bed and I'm just sitting there. And I was like, there is, there is two days left of this thing. Yeah. Two, two days. How am I going to die? I'm, I'm dead. I'm going to die. This is it. This is the end for me. Oh man! But well, here we is, are.
1: This is exciting to have you on. Uh, for our listeners who don't know who you
3: are, <laughs> who are you? I'm I'm Nate Hales, man. I used to do this, I'm Nate Hales, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Duh! Look me up on the internet, man. You can find me. Just Google my name. I'm in like every video game oh, ever. Oh My gosh, there's no. like oh,
1: I can't even express what's behind you.
3: Oh my god! <laughs> I gotta need, get out of the we way. Get out of the
1: way. We're gonna get squished.
3: There's like, there's like a banquet table rolling through here.
1: There's a banquet table coming through. We may make it. We may survive. We can steal a tortilla. No, we won't steal a tortilla. Oh, Oh, can you hit can the you, button again? I can hit the button. All right. Button is hit. I am skilled. You're welcome. You
3: you assured oh, me. Oh,
1: I'm okay. Thank you, though.
3: Ash found a secret hallway, and he told me it was the best.
1: It is the best. I, I have never seen a banquet table roll yeah, by. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, you're Nate Hales. Anyway, I'm
3: Nate Hales. Yeah. (laughs) And my claim to fame, really, is uh, this website called Press Reset. And I used to do a podcast with two lovely ladies all the time. I like to think you still do. It's just in hiatus. We like to think that we still do, too. Right? (laughs) We're stuck on episode 199. We've been there forever. (laughs) That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's what you might know me. I've been on this show a couple times, but jeez, it's been a while. It has
1: been a while, man. I can't even remember the last time you were on. feels like we've been doing this for way too long ourselves, so it's like it
3: it all becomes a blur of of
1: words. It's true, it's true. But the thing, uh, I was excited to have you on because um, you love the hell out of some video games. I do. And uh, as do I. So let's talk about some of the cool stuff you've seen so far since you've been here at this PAX.
3: I've seen a couple of things. Uh, So like the first day we kind of rolled in here, and uh, in many PAX past, as I'm sure you've done. I made way too many appointments to do sort of everything. And this year, I went the other way. I did too. Where I just, I didn't even look at my email. Okay. (laughs) Like, I've got 200 and some odd unopened emails. And I was like, I don't even know where they are. Uh, But my cohorts, Melissa Kay and Mark, uh, what's Mark's last name? Lynch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They made some appointments, so I went and did some stuff with them. So on the first day, we showed up. Of course, there's indie Mega Boost stuff, and like we saw Battle Chef, which is like our little indie game that we love, right? Which is pretty great. But the first game that we really spent some time with was Hand of Fate Two. I did too. Right, and was it that okay. was I actually had an appointment for that okay. one? Am I crazy, or did Scott did Scott play a lot of Hands of Fate? Yeah, we both Scott and I both did. Okay, yeah, 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 so yeah. I went and saw the second one, and I played like a little bit of the first one, and right? We got to the second one, and it seemed it seemed pretty cool. Yeah, right. They they. Uh, they updated some battle stuff, so the, like the battling was more fun, and there was right. like, some more of a counter system now uh-huh. uh, with things. So I mean, it always looked cool, uh, and I had a pretty good time playing that game. Yeah. So and you had an appointment with Family while? What did you think?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I I really liked it. it. I felt like as with so many of these these builds that they bring to shows, like it's pre-alpha, pre-polished. So it's it's hard, like it unless the game is like really like ready to come out yeah and then like if you bring something that's pre-alpha and you're showing it off there's gonna be a lot of like you know bugs and a lot of weirdness like i felt like the combat system in hand of fate one was actually pretty polished and i felt like this like i was just terrible at it and i was like is it me or is it because it's not really done done yet yeah i think it was more it's like not really done yeah and
3: that's that's kind of the sense of it felt clunky like right yeah you could tell that you were like, okay, I know what they're going for here. Right. Uh, and so, like, I just kind of projected out what I right. felt like it was going to be. Um,
1: but I felt like all the things that they added to it um, were going to be really cool. Like, there's a companion now that, like, yeah, follows you around. Yeah, the companion, right, yeah. I had the it little trickster gives guy. you, like, buffs. Like, he allowed me to roll an extra uh, dice uh, yeah. during during, like... I guess some of the random encounters and stuff like that. So that was cool. The art is still gorgeous. Like, on all the cards, they do, like, the... It almost looks like wood carving on all the cards. Yeah, yeah. So it was really pretty. But, yeah, Hand of Fate 2 looked great. It was a small team, I think, out of, like... Australia. Or yeah, something like did that. they give you the little Australia did, pack yeah. that had like the Vegemite in yeah. it? And stuff? Yeah, i never had Vegemite. I don't. Oh
3: god, it... Vegemite's gross, dude. Is it gross? Oh god, it's horrible. Uh, it's like what is wrong with people? Why do people like to eat the... it? don't. Don't, know. don't even. Don't. No, don't try it's it. so bad. I mean, if you like bad stuff, go ahead. Sometimes I do.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I like bad things.
3: You have to put it on the little toast that comes with it, though. Oh, it comes with toast. Yeah. That's exciting it's terrible it's, <laughs> it's, it's an awful thing but uh, it also had Tim Tams in it and Tim Tams are great what are Tim Tams Tim Tams are like this little coffee like sort of like cookie cake that's like rat it's like wrapped in chocolate you can I really feel like,
1: I feel like this we had um, did you meet Amy Potter no uh, so Amy, Amy was uh, we had her on this this episode the Pax episode earlier she's from New Zealand. So we talked about a lot of New Zealand things and now i'm talking about a lot of Australia things so i feel like there's like this weird <laughs> New Zealand Australia vibe happening um, yeah. and I, I may need to go there now yeah so. you should probably just go there. i should probably just go yeah. i think it's
3: drawing me to it i think that's what most people say is just go there just go why not you know.
1: what else so what else did you
3: get your hands on so after on? that we saw uh, we saw this little like couch co-op game that was called death block Death block. Death block. Right. So it reminded me a lot of, like, did you play Portal 2 co-op? No, I did not. Okay. So Portal 2 co-op was great because it was, like, problem solving with you and your buddy. Right. right. And so this is very similar. You play the game. is like It's like this board is set up with little cubes. It's like an isometric view, but it's like little cubes. And then you can play with up to four people. And you have to work together to sort of get your little cube onto a... Square that has a circle that's the same color as okay. your cube, right? And so you like move around, there's like lasers and stuff like that. And like if I step on my cube, sometimes there'll be like spikes and stuff like that. So you have to like coordinate your movements. And you have to really, it's definitely a like couch co op y sort of like party game. That okay. You're like meant to play with other people, obviously. But um, it looked it was pretty fun. Like we played it's so hard with games like that because that game is like. Here is a game that has 190 levels in it, and each level is, like, super short. So, right. like, it's hard to get a sense of, like, okay, am I would I really play this for a really long time? And, like, how long would I play this? And right. because it's couch co-op and there's, like, no online, I I live a lonely life by myself. I don't even have a cat anymore. Like, I just, like, in oh, yeah, my apartment. No, I hear you. <laughs> like,
1: it gets weird when you get old, and it's like you yeah. don't have your buddies over all the time to yeah. play video games. Yeah, exactly.
3: Like, yeah, you don't live with, like, eight other people because yeah. you're not in college anymore. Yeah, like, it doesn't absolutely. make any sense, right? Yeah. So. I'm like, how much would I really? And we asked them about online. They're like, no, we're going for couch. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. It seems cool. Damn but whippersnappers with their couch friends. I know. Don't they understand that the internet is the future? Right. Right. Future. Which I only now. see
1: my friends three times a year at PAX and other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
3: yeah. other yeah. events. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm not going to bring my PC with me so we can also right. play this Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it was fun to stand there and play it with Mark and Melissa, uh, even though Melissa killed me of course she did yeah like a bunch of times i was like i wasn't playing with anna that's anna's thing oh it's yeah just, she's she's the violent one yeah she's all about just killing you like hassling, <laughs> which is so silly um so we saw that and that was that was pretty cool and then we played did you see thimbleweed park no so that's like uh it's like a point and click adventure okay right? it's in the indie mega booth and it was made by the same people that made like the secret of monkey island oh okay and wow the, the same new, art style so sort of so cartoony it's like this, no, it's, like, this weird, like, pixelated, old-school art. Oh, okay. It has the same, like, uh, I would say, like, dialogue-wise. Like, it, it feels funny in the same way that, like, Monkey Island is right, funny. Right, right. And it's all just, like, point and click and, like, sort of figure stuff out. And it starts off with what essentially looks like a Sculler and Moldy. Um, sculler, sculler and Moldy is what I just said. <laughs> Molder and Scully is what sculler, I meant. Sculler and Moldy is the yeah. best, like,
1: Best mess up ever. Yeah, like that needs to be a game with like parody characters.
3: Yeah. That be, I don't know why they. Pro- I should go down there right now and tell them. Yeah. that they need to name their characters Sculler. <laughs> Rename and Moldy. their characters. Yeah, but yes, it's like two FBI agents and they're trying to figure out like this dead guy that's in this lake that's dead and they're like making fun of him. Kind of, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Like, there's a lot of really good humor, and if you like that style, like if you like Monkey Island, it feels very much like Monkey Island, awesome. of course. So that that was pretty cool to play that one. And what else have I seen? What have you seen? Let's hear about Uh, some of your stuff. What I I see, I saw
1: a uh, it's for mobile, uh, so it's for Android. And and why did you do that? I know, I know. (laughs) I'll tell you. Well, I did it because uh, what's his face, Uh, Chris Toomey. Oh, okay. Uh, So I went to play Chris Toomey's new game, who used to work for uh, Gigantic, and he's uh, now doing PR for a mobile company, and it's. Tunnels and Trolls, which is, like, one of the very first, yeah. like, D&D style. I heard it's, like, penit- punishing shit. It is really hard. <laughs> so you basically, you roll up a character, uh, very D&D style, so, you know, you have strength and charisma and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you set off into a dungeon, and it's all text-based with, like, very minimal graphics, Yeah, and you make decisions and, and try and get through this, this dungeon, uh, you know, sort of choose your own adventure style with, like, a tiny amount of, like, uh, dice rolling involved. Sure. So you can choose to, like, go left or right, go down the tunnel, like, forage for food, do whatever you want. Uh, I died, like, probably ten times in the first five minutes. Yeah, I heard so it's I just, yeah, pretty yeah And then finally I made it kind of far, and eventually, like, my character was, like, hungry or something, and I'm like, I'll eat some mushrooms Cause I found some mushrooms and it turns out the mushrooms belong to goblins and I yeah. had like 25 goblins show up and I had to roll against all these goblins. They ended up killing me, but it's, uh, it's fun. I can see like traveling on a plane and really getting into it and seeing how far I could get. Yeah. Um, it is neat that they're going back you know, to the olden days and kind of reproducing these old modules from you know, the late 70s and, and right. the 80s. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there, there's something really cool about that. Even the art style is really reminiscent of that old like late 70s, 80s, yeah. you know, D&D core book art yeah. style. So yeah. that, was, that was neat too. Um, and so I, I played that and I thought that was fun even though it was like really incredibly challenging. Uh, what else did I play? I played uh, Dawn of War 3 today. Okay. Which, uh, are you into RTS games at all? Nah, I mean... It's it har- again it gets harder when you get old, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like th- I feel like the closest I ever got to RTS- I was, I like play League obviously. Yeah, yeah. Obviously I play a lot of League. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I tried to play I tried to pick up how to play StarCraft 2 yeah. when I first started at Riot because we were like working on this project and I needed to like have a better understanding of what the RTS sort of genre was like because they used to do these tournaments and like all this weird stuff. Right. And so I was like, "Cool, I'm going to learn how to play StarCraft 2." And it's just like the most daunting of tasks. Oh yeah.
1: To be fast to StarCraft oh God, 2 is, dude. like,
3: impossible. And it just, like, mocks you the whole time because it tells you what your APMs are. Yeah. You're like, the computer player you were playing against has, like, four times the APM that you do, and you're like, I'm so terrible I can't do it, yeah.
1: I can never do StarCraft 2. I think that's, like, that's when I start. Every time I play an RTS, I love playing the campaigns. And... Uh, I love playing the campaigns. You're so good at hitting the button. <laughs> I'm hitting the button. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I play against online opponents, and I instantly get crushed, like, every single time. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's always discouraging, right? Because, yeah. it's like, once you get through the campaign, you're like, I can't play against other people. Yeah. Because there are just people that are good at these games. But uh, Dawn of War 3 is coming out, I think, uh, later this year, maybe early next year. I don't remember which. But it's gorgeous. Like, if you like Warhammer 40K at all, and you play the Dawn of War games... Um, they're just really stunning to look at. Like, and it really, you know, RTS games are cool. Cause they, they kind of, they kind of harken back to when you're a little kid, just playing with your toys, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. They have all these little units, they all do different things. And, um, and it is, uh, it's really fun. So this time around, there's going to be, Three different playable races. There's the Space Marines, and I guess you can just do the different colors to do the different chapters. And there's the Eldar, who are like Space Elves, and the Space Orcs. Um, and they all have. Have you seen the Space Orcs? Oh my God. But I love
3: the idea that there are Space Elves and Space, space elves, Orcs. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's, that's Warhammer's whole thing, right? Yeah. But uh, all sorts of different units. Like, the demo I played was an uh, was an hour long demo, so it's not like oh, Jesus. it was an hour long press appointment for this game. And I'm like, well, I guess to play an RTS, you really need yeah, that you much do need time. some time. And that's like yeah. one of my big complaints about doing press stuff is like we have ten minutes for a game that's incredibly complicated. Like you can't ever yeah, they can't
3: even tell you enough about it, right? Really. And I remember
1: a long time ago, my first packs, maybe second packs, my first packs is press. I did a press appointment for Skyrim before it came out. No oh, god, and the article i wrote back when i would still fucking write articles <laughs> was that like i'm ter- i was like i tried skyrim and i'm terrible at it yeah and i got so much shit like people skyrim fans like flocked to that article and like tore me a new asshole yeah because like why don't you why didn't you do this
3: get good fucking scroll yeah what absolutely
1: i called like the khajiits i called them like cat people and they're like they're fucking khajiits <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> learn what you're talking about jesus oh my god i got torn up but i mean my main problem with that demo was that i just didn't have enough time like i was trying to learn skyrim in 10 yeah. minutes yeah and it was impossible right yeah. so um this they gave me an hour i got to try out like a um, 10 or 15 of the different units on the space marine side they're all really cool um you know you got to build all sorts of different stuff tanks and and speeder bikes and all sorts of cool stuff so uh, i think if you're looking for a new rts game um I, I, right now, it's only for PC. I don't think there are any plans for console, and I think you'd
3: probably need a pretty. pretty I can't imagine playing card. anything that complicated on console. I yeah, I yeah. RTS, either. I don't think they quite figured it out yet. No, There's like uh, what is it? You can play like Halo Wars. Halo Wars is like the the best console RTS. Right,
1: teams. right. Other than that, you're right. It's like almost impossible to replicate. because yeah, you don't hard. have the mouse. to mouse speed. <laughs> yeah. Um. What Damn. else did I do? I went and checked out the Adult Swim stuff. Uh, yeah. The I did the. Have you played the HTC Vive yet?
3: No, okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> I had not. I had only done the 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 newest version of Oculus Rift, right. um, and it was cool. But the Vive has the hand. controls.
3: Yeah, the hand controls. That's and it thing. basically
1: puts you in a hollow deck, which I didn't really know. So you 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 put the headset on, you grab the hand controls, you put the headphones on, and basically there there's someone there that like makes sure you don't like run out of the room and yeah. like fall to your death or something. Right, right. Uh, because once you're in, like honestly, you lose all track of what reality is. Yeah. Uh, and in the Rick and Morty simulator, which is what I played for the HTC Vive, you're basically in a laboratory-type uh, type room with, like, four different, I guess, sections that you can walk to. And it's just everything in there you can interact with, right? So yeah. you use the hand controls, and they're incredibly precise. So, like, when you basically press down on the triggers, your hands would open and close. Yeah. And so you could, like, pick up different things. And, like, it was so precise that I picked up a bottle... And I was able to, with my right hand, uncork the bottle okay. and actually pour out the liquid like, right. into another object. And then I was just like, well, screw it. I'm going to take the bottle and smash it on the table. And it, and it worked. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Then I'm like, I'm going to take the bottle and throw it up in the air and flip it and catch it. And I was able to do that. Um, all in real time, all incredibly precise. And, and it got to the point where my brain there was no lag or delay so everything was was real to me right, right. so i was taking bottles and like throwing them across the room and then there was one point where I had to do laundry, so I had to like open up a laundry basket and like start a washer dryer. And I was just like running <laughs> the, around. Nothing
3: this, beats a good game where you have to do laundry, do laundry, yeah, you're like break oh, bottles. God. Right. And I really I, need to escape to laundry, <laughs> to laundry. Yeah,
1: that was actually the first thing you do in the demo is do dirty laundry, and I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Uh, but I had about ten minutes in that, and uh, I I was really just, you know, I'm not really sold on VR yet. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence, right? Yeah. Um, mainly because, like, right now you can't really walk. Yeah. So, like, if you see all these VR games, they look great, but you're standing one place and you're just, like, there's so many VR, like, zombie shooters out that you just yeah. kind of waggle your arms around and your character's in one spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until I think you can, like, really wander and explore, uh, I don't think it's going to work out very well. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't and there's probably. always
3: going to be that weird disconnect because, like, right now the only way to move and wander is, like, even with the Vive, if you've got the... Hand controls usually there's like a button or a right, lever there's th- or something on the thumbs, yeah, yeah, and you, that's how you move. So there's always like that little bit of disconnect, right, right. right.
1: But it was really cool, man. I was really, um, I was really excited about you know how I felt afterwards. I'm like that was that was fun, like. But again, it's like games like that. They're more like experiences, right? And I'm using finger quotes yeah. here. So it's like, how many times could you do that before you're like, all right, I've...
3: Well, yeah. See, and that's the, that's the struggle I've always had so far with every VR game I've ever played. Is it feels like every VR game, and I'm doing what you did. Yeah. I'm using the fingery quotes, yeah. is not really a game. It's like a tech demo right. of like, here, look, I can create a room that has bottles in it that you can break. And it's like, okay, well, what's the, what's the game here? Like, right. what, what am I... Sp- is there a story? What am I supposed to do? Is there things, or is it just play in this room? Right, and I feel like yeah, playing in this room would get pretty old after. And like,
1: again, it's like you know, I love I, I love the idea of VR, but the barrier to entry is super high. So it's like you yeah. need to have a kick in PC, you need to get all the hardware. Yeah, it's like it, and it's you gotta just, have enough space. You gotta have a, yeah for like for the vibe, you gotta have a room, right? Yeah, because you, you have all the sensors set up. So it's like, I don't know. Like I guess some <laughs> people can devote a room to their <laughs> well, house. Well, so still it's
3: real funny. it's like the second night we were here we were hanging out at this bar called Retro that's like down on like 2nd Street in Lake Union uh, with a bunch of people that we met the first time we ever came to PAX like people that live in Seattle that we always know and I get down there and I'm talking to my friend Fozzie and he's telling me this story because he's got a vibe at his house and he's like yeah I've got this vibe at my house and he had his friend Javi come over and his friend Javi was playing and they were like he had it all set up in his living room and blah 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 and Javi got so into whatever it was that they were doing that he punched a hole through (laughs) Fozzie's television and like destroyed the television because he didn't know where he was and he couldn't like tell what was going on and he just freaked out because something like jumped out at him or something and I was like yeah that's the nightmare if you don't have a room that's fully shielded from all the shit around it people we're yeah. gonna break stuff
1: <laughs> yeah that was the thing with the the rick and morty simulator is uh there was like a grid that you could see like if you went too far out of bounds or yeah. like if you go beyond the grid you're gonna be walking through this curtain like into the crowd on the other side of the yeah. curtain and that would be bad so don't do that so you had to be like kind of mindful of like where you were but um i don't know i you know it's 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 awesome because it does work but i think it's still still in, in its infancy in a yeah. lot of ways right yeah for sure um I also checked out the new ToeJam & Earl. Okay. Which, uh, did you ever play that as a kid? I,
3: I remember playing it a little bit as Genesis, a kid. Genesis, man. Yeah. It never, I was a Genesis kid. Like, yeah. I, I had a Super Nintendo, but the Genesis was, like, the cool thing yeah. That yeah like, yeah. not that many people had. So I was pretty into it. Uh, but I don't remember playing a lot of ToeJam & Earl. I remember that it existed. I know that we had it. Yeah. Like, in my house. But I think my brother played it more than me. Right. And I was playing, like, the Aladdin game or some shit. Hey, um, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's a good game. It was game. really
1: good. Uh, so I played the the new Jim and Earl. Found out they have a, a, only a team of seven that made this game. Yeah,
3: it's crazy how little some of these teams are. It's man.
1: unbelievable, and it's you know, I, I also found out that the game is twenty five years old.
3: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, you Ash, you're old. I
1: know. I'm like, <laughs> how old was the original Toad and Earl? They're like, oh, it's twenty five years ago. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I do I do remember playing Jim and Earl quite quite a bit as a kid, and uh, and it's it you know. This felt the same. And it's weird that I remember it, right? But I do. I remember sitting down with my buddies and had couch co op split screen. And you just kind of explore these maps looking for, you know, different objects and opening presents and like getting power ups. Yeah. And, you know, it's very much a co op exploration game that has this really weird, like, it has this really. It has a very Nickelodeon vibe to it. Yeah, uh, yeah there's no it, other way to really describe it. Like yeah. it just feels like you could be transported to like you know you can't do that on television or some like old Nickelodeon show. Right. By playing the game, so I played uh, a bit of that, probably fifteen twenty minutes of the new Toe Jam and Earl, and I really liked it. I could see sitting down. Uh, it's another couch co-op game, so sitting down. If I had a friend to come yeah. over, <laughs> uh, maybe when my kid gets older, yeah, we can yeah, play Toe Jam and Earl exactly. because it does seem easy enough for like a very young sure. person to play. Yeah. So. um so that was fun. Uh, what else What else did you play? Anything popping so, up? So,
3: like, I'd say... I mean, I played, like, a ton of, like, little indie stuff. The only, like, big game that I played, for those listeners that you have out there that don't care about indie shit, yeah, yeah. is, like, I played Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, how's that? Right. Um, I want to know. Man, I'm not,
1: probably it, not going to get into that before I get out of here.
3: So yeah, I it was... Well, I, It's actually really easy to get into. Really? Like, yeah, if you, like... Like, down in that center area over here where, like, all the cosplay people, like, hang out, Yeah. sometimes they have, like, these big... In the games, they're called Watchers, but they're these people wearing these cosplay suits. Yeah, and if you just go over there and talk to them, they'll give you a card that has a time on it. It's like a oh, fast okay. pass, and then you just like go up there. At oh, the why time don't they all do that? And they That's let so you brilliant. in. So yeah, I recommend checking it out because they take you into this little room and you like watch, uh, you watch a person play it for like 15 minutes, and then they shuffle you over into another room and you can like play around with it. Um, but it's yeah, like I saw the footage from E3 and I was like, okay, this game looks cool, but you don't see a whole lot. And right. then I get into the play demo and it immediately starts to remind me of Skyrim because like a lot of the UI elements look like Skyrim. Like it uses the little compassy thing at the top of the screen yeah, and like the, it's got like a wheel for like weapons that feels very like Skyrim. And um, so I was like initially off put because I know you've already developed a great relationship with the Skyrim loyalists (laughs) as we've heard, but I'm not a huge fan of Skyrim. Like uh, I don't like that kind of open-worldiness because I get lost. I am, Right. I, my attention span is like zero. And so when you're open-world, I'm like, ooh,
1: quest, yeah, yeah. oh,
3: other quest. Yee. Right. Uh, and so I was initially I was like, okay, this is going to be weird. But then um, it has a very similar conversation system to like Dragon Age or, or Mass Effect. And so then when I started playing it, I was like, okay, this feels actually a lot more adventure Um, and they sort of laid out a little bit more how the questing was going to work and how it was going to be a little bit more guided, not quite so open world as, like, a Skyrim-type game. Uh, But, yeah, it felt super cool. Like, all of the battle felt really cool, and the fact that you you could, like, use these rope guns and, like, trap monsters, and then you could, like, override them with your little internet stick that you have. Because it's this weird, like, futuristic but not futuristic game. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's very strange. You're, like, wearing a loincloth and there's, like, robot dinosaurs running around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a little weird in that
3: way. But, yeah, yeah, it seemed cool. And it seemed, like, pretty nifty the way in the demo they showed how you can just, like, you can find a lot of stuff to just, like, hanging around. And then you can, like, combine shit together and craft it. So, like, in the game she made these, like weird exploding balloon thingies. Yeah. And she like laid them down as like traps so she could like beat this huge robot dinosaur monster thing. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty gameplay fun. Was, gameplay was tight, felt good? Yeah, no, it felt really good. Really? Like, yeah, okay. the aiming felt super cool and like, it's a bow and arrow and so I played a lot of um, a lot of Tomb Raider, Fu- which oh, was, Raider. like, the last bow and arrow uh, game okay. that I had. Yeah. Uh, and it, it felt good. It felt really good. It was, like, super responsive and, like, went where you wanted to go. And, like, oh, the great. hitbox was generous enough to where you weren't missing, but it also felt you're like, I'm a badass yeah, yeah. with this fucking bow and arrow because I'm a fucking badass. The, the
1: Hanzo hitbox. Then, yeah, huh? yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I know. See him in <laughs> his goddamn logs that he fucking, are you around that corner and behind that rock? I, Headshot, Nothing makes off. me
1: angrier oh, than that character. Anyway, sorry.
3: But yeah, no, so that was like the only really big title that I played. Yeah. Uh, and it's I was excited. When they announced it at E3, I was excited. And so seeing it here and being able to play it was cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed that. Awesome. I felt like I played something else, but man, I can't remember what the hell it was.
1: I played the new Gears of War. Oh, did you? I did. Um, you may not know this, but I am a huge fan. Oh, it's are like, you? It's like my dirty, like juggalo, <laughs> it's like my dirty Juggalo secret that okay. I that I <laughs> that I like it's absolutely. Juggalo. I don't think any
3: secrets are as dirty as Juggalo <laughs> secrets.
1: It's like the franchise that I, I love. That like I don't tell everyone I love because there's this this preconceived notion that like everyone that loves a particular franchise like that like behaves a certain way. Yeah, you're a bro. Yes. Immediately. Well, I, I guess, when, you know, Gears of War, I am.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, so I played the, the new Horde mode, which uh, did, did you ever play Horde mode at all in Gears?
3: I mean, I know what... I, I played a little bit of Gears of War 2, huh. Uh, and but I understand. I know what a Horde mode right. is.
1: Right. So the new Horde mode is, is coming out for Gears of War 4, and they had the, the demo here. Um at PAX, and you know, it is 50 waves of increasingly uh, more difficult monsters, Yeah, and then you and five of your friends um, have to defend against those waves. So, in a lot of ways, it's tower defense, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, This time, they added some really cool bells and whistles, like there are deployables. Uh, There were, in one of the versions of Horde, I think in the... Here's War Three Sword. But now you actually collect currency from the monsters that you defeat, and then you use them to actually build up like a base. So you can put down like Caltrops, and you can put down turrets, and um, you basically build up a a defensible area and try and hold out for as long as you can. Yeah. Uh, On top of that, they actually added character classes. Uh, they, add, they added character classes to it as well. So there's scouts and snipers and engineers and heavies and soldiers now. Okay. And each one of them has like different bells and whistles. Like scouts can see through walls, uh, snipers basically come equipped with like two different long range rifles. Right. Engineers, uh, it, it costs less for them to deploy objects. And, you know, I played through the first 10 levels, I think, twice here at PAX already. And, man, it is so much fun with friends. <laughs> yeah. It is I so I mean, that good. sounds pretty entertaining. It is really good. Like, you're running around, like, calling out where enemies are. The executions are incredible. The weapons still feel great. There's, there's still, like, nothing. Like, the most satisfying thing in video games is in forever is the fucking lancer and cutting a dude in half with a chainsaw gun
3: <laughs> like it, it i mean that is the gears of war thing it that's is. like their whole franchise the, is chainsaw when you gun. are
1: like cutting a monster person in half with a chainsaw gun and there's it's just like shit exploding all We're over guys. the screen it is just incredible it's so okay. good uh and that of course still exists in this i, I was really i loved it um Trying to get Matt and Scott psyched for it because I want them to play with me. (laughs) Did they uh,
3: play in the past with you? Are they
1: Gears of War heads as well? uh, They're not like Gears of War heads. They have played with me. (laughs) So they picked up Gears of War 3. And the thing that's really cool is they also have co op campaigns. So you can go from beginning to end uh, with your buddies. And Gears of War 3 had a four player co op campaign. So you could go through and just with a bunch of buddies. I think Gears of War 4 is only two player co op uh, through the campaign. But, um, yeah, they have played with me in the past, but I'm like, I have like a fucking Lancer, like a full size one on my wall. Uh,
3: oh, you're, oh, oh yeah.
1: No, tattoo. you really are like no, ju- <laughs> no tattoo, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the franchise and, uh, and I was really like, I really did enjoy, uh, the, 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 the new horde mode. I thought it was great.
3: Well, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't even know that was here. Honestly. It's
1: here. It's, it, it's in the uh, arena. And it's in the Microsoft area.
3: Okay. So definitely, if you have time, check it out. It's okay, really, I might. Like, because I'm into... I mean, I like co-op. And I especially like that kind of style co-op. Right. Which is like PvE, where it's yeah. like, it's not oh, me people. Too. I'm a big PvE. Yeah. Which is
1: why I'm surprised that I love Overwatch so uh, Same. And let's talk about Overwatch for a minute. Okay. Because I've been meaning to for a while. I'm ready. Overwatch is not really here. I mean, no. it's here at like...
3: Yeah, you can, like, go to, like, the, there's, like, PC stations in, like, the NVIDIA booth that has Overwatch, Overwatch on it's it.
1: the same Overwatch you play at home. Yeah, like, yeah. There's yeah. nothing new. Even though there's those no...
3: assholes turned on Season 2 and launched that new map the first well, day. While we're here. Of the weird... right. Like,
1: who does? Come I on. I know. It's just evil. But Come no on. somber here. No.
3: Which is... Yeah. Damn it. That's not, <laughs> the Reddit was, is so mad. <laughs> I was
1: really excited. I was like, man, they're going to have Sombra. It's going yeah. to be crazy. going to be If dope. Sombra is even a thing, I don't yeah. even know anymore. But are you enjoying Overwatch? Oh,
3: my God. I play so much. And, like, it's exactly that kind of thing where it's like, I, I'm i terrible at FPS. I don't really like PvP uh, except for League of Legends, which is right. stupid. Um, And so it was like... I can be convinced of almost anything if I've got friends that are going to play it and they're going to play it like enough to like justify it. So they're like, it's a $60 game. they're like, well, we're going to play it. And I was like, all right, fine. So I bought it uh, and we started playing it and I just, I had a blast from like minute one. I was like, holy shit, this is so fun. And I don't even know why it's so fun, but it it just like really is. And it's just fun to play with like five of the people and you just go in and like, it's, I think what it really does it for me when I really boil it down, I like it because it's, like, the games are so short. They're, like, 15 minutes long. Yeah. And they're, like, super fun. You can play, like, two of them, and then you can you can get on with your life. It's not like playing League, which is, like, a 45-minute right. engagement. Yeah,
1: that, you know, right when it came out, it's, like, right when I had my kid, and it's the perfect, like, I have 10 minutes. Like, I can play yeah. a, an actual match of a game <laughs> and, yeah. like, get some points that I, you know, that I yeah, can Yeah, some use. internet points out some there, some fantasy points. points. And, uh... <laughs> but yeah I feel the same way I like I haven't really been big into a competitive FPS in a really really long time but Overwatch has done something pretty pretty special like yeah and, and I think it it's just weird because the game has so much personality and you really feel like you're playing in like a weird little world yeah because there's so much character to like it's so well designed like, yeah yeah voice acting is great like each character plays really well yeah like if you're like really good at like you know, slow, hulking characters, like, yeah. play Reinhardt. If you're really good at this, like, you know, the demo man in Team Fortress 2, well then fucking play Junkrat. It's right, like, yeah. No matter what. Or if you're, like, good at healing, like, in a, in a MMO, then play yeah. Mercy. You yeah. know, it's like...
3: Or if you're an asshole, play Reaper. Yeah. Right? Exactly. If you just want to win and have <laughs> yeah. and zero skill, play Reaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, it's so true. Oh,
1: Reaper players. Sorry, Reaper fans. Yeah. I even try and play Reaper because uh, I just
3: feel dirty. I know. I think I've played, like, 13 minutes on Reaper. So, yeah. like, I, when I started the game, I was like, okay, I'm terrible at FPS. So, I, I knew, like, in the back of my head, having watched, like, Twitch and stuff like that, like, all of... And we have a lot of people that work at Riot who play a lot of, like, uh, like Call of Duty or they play, like, CSGO and all that stuff. And they're like, the most yeah. important thing in any shooter is you got to understand the map. You have to really know the map because the map is like where you can make your advantage. So I was like, okay, I getting into overwatch. What am I going to do? I need to understand how these map work. So I just picked the first character who like, I felt like was cool. And it was tracer. Yeah. And I played her for 30 hours, <laughs> like only tracer insta tracer. Every game. Don't wow. care if there were five other tracers on the team. Yeah. I'm that guy. And there's people complaining. They're like, will you switch off. I'm like, I'm not nope. switching. Off. I don't even know I'm what the other tracer. people do. Yeah. That's it. Uh, but now, once I got past Tracer, um, I sort of play. I discovered that, like most games, I'm pretty bad at shooting. Yeah. Um, so I play a lot of the tankier characters when I can because right. it's less about can you shoot and more about are you smart. Uh, so I play a lot of Diva and Zarya now. And those I, are
1: those are my two go tos. Uh, I did sort of the same thing. Uh, not really with like discovering the map, but like I, I really wanted to snipe, so I did. Like, okay. I don't know. I have like forty hours on Widow or something um, stupid. Dude, like let that. me tell you,
3: Widow, til- <laughs> Widow is the character that tilts me in that game so hard. Whether she's on my team or she's on the other team, right. if Widow is in the game, I'm just like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with
1: it. That means you're playing against good widows. I don't know Or, I'm and I'm playing widow. with terrible widows. Yeah. It's always
3: my widow is terrible. Their widow right. can hit me when That's I'm she's in only, my base. Right now,
1: she's only good on like maybe two maps. Yeah. Like she's only really usable in like two maps, which yeah. is really unfortunate. But anyway.
3: Yeah. Uh, D.Va's great. She's so D.Va much is great. I and l- I like, love. I played a bunch of D.Va before they buffed her, and then I read the buffs and I was like, this she's going to be so stupidly yeah. like strong in this game, and, and now she is. Kind she's of stupidly. absolutely stupidly strong. Yeah, I love it though. I yeah. love it. It's pretty great. Can't
1: wait to see what's coming for Overwatch.
3: I, yeah, I'm totally. It's hooked. interesting because I'm I'm getting to that point now where I've played it a lot and I'm, I'm still gonna play it, but it is. I'm starting to wonder, like, how they're going to keep it going. Right, right. At this point, it's I don't even know how many characters they have now. I think they have like 22. It's 22. Uh, and they've got one more that they've. We sort of know is in the tank, right? right. That Sombra, we don't really know a whole lot about her. But yeah. That'll put them at twenty-three. Um, but it's already starting to feel like it's getting to that point where uh, it's getting a little bit samey. Like, no, I'm yeah, starting to feel it too. Right. It's like every game has the same kind of like ten heroes in it, uh, and it's it's partially just because they don't have that many. Uh, it's not again like, and I keep you're going to hear me compare it to League a lot because. For one, I work there, and so I play a lot of league. Yeah. And for two, it's just like it's the other competitive game that I understand. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's like league has 130 characters, right? right? And so, so it's you like, could
1: conceivably play a different game every time. Oh, you for, play yeah, for like weeks, you yeah.
3: Know? And it's like I mean, league runs into the same problem where you get heroes that are strong and you have heroes that are weak. Yeah, uh, we call them champions because we're smart. Um, <laughs> but you have strong champions, you have weak champions, but we do bands, right? So it's like. At the very least, if a champion gets really, really strong, like Genji was in Overwatch,
4: yeah. he
3: they'll start to get banned. And then they, they're they not in your game all the time. And that forces people to learn how to play other stuff. Right. So the meta develops. And, of course, there's groups of champions that are strong and groups of champions that are weak. But for Right the now the part, meta
1: in, in Overwatch is stuck. Like it's the same. Yeah,
3: and that's where I start. That's where the shine of the game, like because it's so fun, I understand that it's fun. But I, I also get to this point where, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to design their way out of this because of the way that the game is put together. Like, they, their whole thing when they came out was you can change heroes in the middle of the game, right? We're not going to lock you into a pick, which you can't do in other games. Like, yeah. you can't do that in Heroes of the Storm. You can't do that in League of Legends. You pick your guy, and then you are that guy for the whole game. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, they're like, no, you can, you can pick different guys to adjust to the situation that's happening. And so they balance their game around that. They don't do number balancing like most games. So they're like, oh... Genji is too strong, we're going to take five attack damage off of him. And Mei is super weak, so we're going to give her, you know, plus 10 movement speed. Right. right. That's how most games do it. They do stat balancing uh, and they balance the characters around themselves. Uh, and Overwatch doesn't do that. Overwatch uses a counter system. So it's if Genji's really strong, you pick, uh, like, who's a good Genji counter? you pick, is like, a good Genji counter? Uh, you'd pick, like, Winston. Like, Winston's a great yeah, Genji there counter, you go. right? Because. Genji can't dodge Winston's bullets, and Winston can stay on top of him. So yeah. it's like, okay, cool. So Genji's really strong, so you pick Winston. It's like, okay, well, if I pick Winston, they're going to pick Reaper. Okay, well, if they pick Reaper, then they're the other team's going to pick Mei because Mei counters Reaper. And then you end up with – it's like rock, paper, scissors uh-huh. the whole match. And it, it makes it really hard because the heroes that are strong naturally because their skill set and their talents, like Genji – uh, they rise to the top, and then it does. It gets super stale because it's the yeah. same stuff all the time. The competitive scene for Overwatch is having a huge problem with it. Uh, even originally, before they implemented the in competitive, where you could you could hero stack. Hero stacking was a huge problem. I hated it. I'm oh, glad they got rid of it. It's so bad. And in the competitive scene, the first tournament they ever did, it was the second day of the tournament. They just created a rule that said you can't hero stack because every game was two Tracers, two Winston's, and two Lucias. Every game. Ugh. Right? And so it was like oh it's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so they just can't do it. Yeah. Uh and so that's where it's going to be interesting. And just because of the because Blizzard's such a great company and they've created such they put so much time and effort into creating these characters that my question is is like how fast can they do it to right. keep the game fresh. Yeah,
1: it feels like they need like they did, just put out Ike involved while we while we were out here. But I feel like they need to put out a couple more maps pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, maps and, and a, be... a nice chunk of characters pretty quickly. Yeah, which is and... hard because yeah. you know they're gonna is. they're and gonna they... break their meta. They're gonna you
3: know create a lot of imbalance. Well, and it's but... like yeah, oh, th- and that's the hardest part It's like it's balancing a character <clears throat> compared to balancing a map is like way easier. Balancing a map is so hard, and it takes so much more time and effort to create maps. And I, I feel like that's that's their problem is that eventually they're going to have to be on this pace of producing maps that right. or game modes, right? That's like different ways to yeah. – right now there's only really the three. Uh, and it's like, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to keep it all competitive? And then they are going to get to a point where there's a, they're going to have a lot of characters. And what yeah. does that mean? Yeah. And how are they going to balance it? And,
1: but, you know, the fact that it has uh, kept me as interested as I have been for – all, you know months and months now is pretty pretty awesome like, yeah me too it is a really well playing game and you know uh matt and scott play it they make fun of me every week because they yeah. talk about it every week and they're like shut the fuck up
3: yeah uh but it's it's really good yeah it's it's, really it's good. super good
1: cool man well what else is anything else you've seen at pax that you can remember now man
3: i don't know i felt like i can't really uh, i'm, I'm pretty or, fried too now yeah and well, there's still a whole other day to go. I know. A whole yeah, other actually.
1: day. I got to survive. I got to survive. Um, where can people find you on social media?
3: Uh, you can find me uh, at inhales 80 That's me, right? inhales yeah. 80 on Twitter. That's yeah. where you can find me. That's really the best place the to best find me. me yeah. I think I'm other places, but I don't know what those other places are. Awesome. I'm on Snapchat, but it's like I talk to like it's one just, person. It's
1: just pictures of your, your bottom.
3: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's. <laughs> If we're honest, I don't even really know how to use Snapchat. It's like this weird I thing. I have no idea how to yeah, use it. It's, I have no idea. It's, it's, it's a silly program <laughs> that I don't understand. As soon as I have your phone number, I don't want to Snapchat you things. That doesn't right? make any sense. Why, like, why, why not? I, yeah. I could just text you pictures if you really need me to communicate <laughs> to you in It's pictures. all about the filters, man. you got to have like no, dog, you know, dog tongue. You've seen me. There's no help for filters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true though. The face stuff is kind of funny. Yeah, like face oh, morphing. Look, I'm a devil, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks man. Yeah, no problem. All right. See you later.
2: Uh, You know, the rule is, guys, you know, if you're in the middle seat, you get the armrests. That's just the way it is.
1: It is Sunday. It's Sunday at PAX. I have somewhat recovered from, um, I think, someone on the plane injected me with a virus.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Maybe they just sneezed on you. Maybe they sneezed uh, on me. uh, I did use the
1: plane bathroom.
0: Oh, you did? I had to. Well, I mean, right, because it's a long flight. It was long. But did you touch anything?
1: I had sanitizer with me. I wiped it all over myself everywhere. Yeah, that's awkward. Did you touch your face? crevasse.
0: Did you touch your face while you were in the bathroom?
1: (laughs) I I think I did. There was a point in the flight where I rubbed my eye, and I was like, I just rubbed my eye. Yeah, that was it. It was all over. That was it. I think I just... It was all over. That was it. That one moment. And I couldn't put sanitizer in my eye.
0: No, you can't. It's not I recommended. Mean, I tried. It hurts. <laughs> have you ever tried to try to wipe your eyes when you had hand sanitizer on it that was like not all the way dry? No, it's it burns. It, it's really not good. Yeah, who
1: knows what that stuff even is?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so um, this is Mylan, by the way. Hi.
1: <laughs> well, we'll have you introduce yourself. So, who are you?
0: Oh, I'm Mylan Fitzwater Barrows. <laughs> I used to come on this show sometimes. Um, and I'm a writer and producer. You came and on the, the show podcast. quite a lot. Yeah. Now you guys. But then no, Now no. you guys
1: lost my phone number. And no, I got a job in the industry, and even I was not on the show for quite some time. I could not talk about video games. Right. That well, is the truth. Right. But,
0: yeah. You couldn't. Yeah.
1: No, but now I can again. Right. So, so here fuck, we are. Fuck the man.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: so what do you? You doing? do you, Ash. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing here at PAX? What is this? PAX West now. It, it is doesn't PAX, sound right, right?
0: PAX West. We'll get used to it. Do you think, we'll, like, be I, like, I well, really feel like
1: PAX South should be West because it's in Texas. And you think of like West, Cowboys, and Spurs.
0: You used to teach, right? Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know mean, that like, this
1: is in the West. I'm a little,
0: I'm a little worried about it. About... <laughs> you don't see my logic though, right? Or do you see my logic? Well, I mean, the you mean like the Wild West? Yeah,
1: like PAX West should be like, hey, y'all.
0: What if it was like PAX Wild West? I could get, I could get on board with that.
1: Ooh, now, if, if you listen carefully, you'll hear a sandwich cart go on by. <laughs> I don't go, think a little folly.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't think. I don't think the sandwich cart lady no, thought
1: that was, was very not, funny. She was not. Um, anyway, so let's okay. get down to the brass yes. tacks, as they say. Okay. So uh, you're here. It's PAX West. Um, you've had like 35 panels. Can you tell me a yeah. little bit about your panels this year and sort of how your experience has been? Okay. Done so with panels?
0: I am well. I'm finished with panels for this particular PAX. Okay. Um, I think panel 33 was
1: the most um, fun. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I think you had four, right? I had four. Four. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, and we did one together on Friday.
1: We did. It feels like a million years ago.
0: I, it, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. You've had an entire um, zombie plague since then. Yeah. And I recovered. Mean, it's almost gone. It's almost yeah. gone. Um. So, yeah. So, Friday, um, we did PAX orientation.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which was really fun. It was the second time that I've done that. We did it at um, East as well. Um, I did it with Kristen Lindsay who works with the Enforcers. Okay. And then you so kindly agreed to be on
1: the panel this time. Yeah. And I was I was honored to be on it. I didn't really know what it was but I'm always happy to do any of them. Really I know.
0: Cool. I I've gotten to that point where I'm like can you like what are you what are you doing? Do you want to like do a panel and I'll, I'll tell you about it yes. eventually.
1: Yeah. I'll always say yes. They're always really cool. And then, you know, the, the turnout's always really great. And, um, the panels that you produce generally have a, a really positive vibe. Thank um, you. And that, that's really what the event is all about for me. Um, you know, and we talked about it earlier, but it is honestly just all about people coming together and celebrating creativity and celebrating, um, you know, this passion that we all have for gaming. And I always sound like I do commercials for packs am at packs, but I truly do believe that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight to come out here as often as I do if I really didn't believe it was a pretty special event. You know.
0: I totally agree, and I think that was what was really special about that panel. Um, so the panel, the idea behind the panel is. If you haven't been to PAX before, or you don't know a lot of people, right. um, it might be hard to make friends and to go up to people and talk to them. So, right, um, I knew I had my PAX evangelist in Ash, so I guess I, I am, huh? Yeah, yeah, you are. Me I too, kind of, though. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and we had when we had Hillary. Yeah, good um, old Hillary. Oh, she was great. We miss and we miss Hillary around these parts. I know. I get to see her, but um, yeah. Whatever. She's really busy right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's working a lot. Oh, of um, course. I'm here. Yeah. And, um, and also Ben Britton, who is the reason I work that in guy. video games. I know. That guy. That guy. <laughs> um, Oscar
1: who, Oscar winner.
0: Yeah. Academy Award yeah. winner, Ben Britton, um, who came all the way from Melbourne, Australia. And he works with Mighty Games. And they're getting ready to launch a game that I'm excited for called Charming Keep. And um, – we will let you know when it comes out. Yeah, I want to play it. Yeah, it's super cute. It's like cute and a fun time waster and just hard enough that you don't get bored with it. So, yeah. So awesome. we all talked about like our experiences yeah. with packs, And then we had a big airplane flight fight, paper it airplane It was air, fun. And it was pa- cool to mm, see. Paper I mean, airplane fight. <laughs> yes. So
1: sorry. I can't That's no, Okay. I mean, it was cool to see so many people at that panel that had never been to this event before. Yeah. Almost Um, everybody, almost everybody there. And that, you know, the interesting thing for me is it it takes a lot of bravery to go to a panel like that because you're like sort of, you know, you're admitting to everybody else. You've never been to an event like this before and you're kind of putting yourself out there and you're willing to say like, yes, I want to know more. And I also want to be a part of this bigger community. So uh, I thought that went over really well. So what about the rest of them? Oh, well, I just have one more thing yes, to add about that. sure, of course. Because
0: we had people um, put their names on a piece of paper and make a paper airplane yeah, and yeah. fly them around, and then you had to find the person who got your paper airplane. And I didn't do that the first time, and I did it this time because Hillary was doing it, and she was like, you've got to do this. And I was like, yeah. okay, I do whatever she says. Um, and I learned that I literally do not, cannot make a paper airplane. Yeah. It was bad.
1: I had to redo yours, I think. You did?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just needed to share. You that, made like a.
1: There's a couple different ways. We'll just talk about this for a minute to make a paper airplane. There's the ones that are built for distance, and there's ones that are built for stunts. You were trying to build a stunt plane. Oh,
0: is that what it was? Yeah, you
1: you made a plane that just did flips oh, and stuff. Right.
0: See, that's the thing. My dad used to be like super into paper airplane folding, and I yeah. had books about it. And then I was like, oh my god, Uh-oh. I'm a failure. We have a party crasher I feel here. Like Oh, Party crasher. Oh,
1: boy. Party crasher. Is she allowed to even talk on this microphone legally I anymore? I don't
0: know. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> that was live, folks. <laughs> that was the real Hillary. All she could do is her own sound bites.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: <laughs> the Hillary soundboard is in effect. So, anyway, that panel went over really well. Right. Uh, what was next? I, I caught most of them, at least pieces of most of them. Um, um,
0: yeah, what? so then we did one about... Um, marketing, creating and marketing non-traditional characters in video games. Okay, and that
1: was with Patrick Weeks, With right. Patrick Weeks and right.
0: Hillary. And um, we you know, we had a really great conversation at, at that panel, I thought, because well, I got a chance to ask Patrick a lot about Krem, and I was particularly interested in Krem from Dragon Age Inquisition and what it's like to write a, um, a trans character when you're not trans and how do you get that right? Um, and you know, we had, it was, yeah, it was a great conversation yeah. all around. And we had a whole group that I thought all had different perspectives and had different things to share. Right. I, I enjoyed right. it.
1: That's cool. That's really yeah. cool.
0: And then we did Romance and Game. Oh,
1: man. I was there for that. Uh, ben Britton moderated. Did an incredible job. Sean Baptiste couldn't make it. I was yeah. uh, plagued. I could not do it. Oh, my God. I was so excited when you asked me that. I was like, but I really don't even know where I am right now.
0: Yeah. I So, so Sean Baptiste, turns out, Sean Baptiste is so wildly successful now that um, he's, like, too busy to pee. I'm a little worried about him. Right. right. I think he got that stadium bag thing.
1: That he, you can oh wear yeah, in your pants, yeah.
0: yeah. I think I think that's that's how he's working around it right now. He just
1: pees right, yeah, right there yeah, on the spot.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and so, um, so when he said he was like, I, I, "This is my favorite thing to do at PAX, and I can't stand that I can't make it, but I can't make it," um, I called Ash and I call you know, and you and you were like, um, "No, <laughs> I'm disgusting." And I was like, "Well, yeah, but no, you're like, no, 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 no I'm sick." And I was like, "Okay, fine." So, yeah. um, so then. Ben, who is a dear friend of mine from a long time ago, uh, offered to save us and did an incredible yeah, job. Did a great job. Um, and then we had a very special guest on that panel, Sissy Jones, who's been on this show. Yeah, who Sissy played Jones Delilah in um, Firewatch and is my current and everlasting video game crush.
1: <laughs> she was so good in that game.
0: Oh, she was so good in that game, and I, I, and I may have made it awkward.
1: I don't think you made it awkward. You were just kind of like fawning all over her. And um, yeah, that's it looked not like awkward. It, At any moment you could like lick her face. Uh, but I don't think it was awkward. I think she appreciated the love.
0: Well, you know, I, I she <laughs> was drinking. Um, you so, all were no, drinking. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, but you know, she, I had the opportunity to hang out with her a good bit this weekend. And Which is good. She is just an outstanding human. Right. So fun and so kind. And, so talented and so down to earth and you know uh we met up at the Campo Santo booth and talked to some of those guys and right. that whole that that whole game just has such a such a special combination of talent with the art and the writing and the voices and the music. i mean just the music yeah. yeah the music the sound design is like Ah, it's just the experience, the whole thing, and the fact that people have found that game and appreciate that game is so exciting to me because those are the kinds of games that I want to make. Those are the kinds of games that I think we need more of, and I'm glad because the more games like that that are made and that are successful, the more likely the rest of us are going to be able to get money to do it too.
1: Right. Yeah, that game was so pretty. It has a built-in feature where you can um, actually print out uh, pictures that you take with your camera in game. So if you, oh, you can actually that. go to yeah. your film roll uh-huh. and then they'll actually print the actual stills and, and send them to your house. Which is cool. Uh, I remember walking around in that game specifically just like taking photographs because it was such a, just the style of it was just so it was so yeah. beautiful. And like, there's so many moments where you're just like kind of climbing around and like walking through a forest. You're like, this is just so serene and cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's a brief experience. I think three or four hours for me.
0: Oh, it took me five, but I got super lost in the woods like three times. Oh, yeah,
1: I did, too. I mean, even in the first mission, you're sort of like listening for the sound of fireworks. Yeah. And you have to track down where the fireworks are in the forest. And like you have nothing to really use except for your ears. Right. Um, So I I just thought the whole experience was great. And and Sissy was... uh, was just an incredible talent in that game, so I'm glad that she yeah. got a chance to be on the panel, and that people got a chance to to meet her and see her, and uh, you know she's got a lot of really cool stuff coming up. So you're going to see her name uh, all over the place in, in the coming years because uh, she's relatively new to the voice acting scene. So it's, yeah, um, yeah, you know, she's it's, she's getting ready. I say to relatively, got... I mean she's been doing it for a while for but a like, few years. Yeah, yeah, but
0: yeah, and and of course we had Mike Laidlaw. Yeah, Mike kills yeah. on that panel. He's, he's always hilarious. He becomes
1: like a stand-up comedian when he does the Thorpe fourplay Foreplay Romance and Games panel.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and Hillary was on the panel, too, and they were super cute together. They Let's sat talk next about to Hillary. <laughs> well, you know, it was great because they sat next to each other, and yeah. they don't um, work together anymore. I know. And, and so it was kind of great because they're like, don't, you know, rivals, but friends. Right, right. Um, and she was very good on that panel. Hillary's always sassy. I don't know if sassy is the word I would use to describe (laughs) Hillary, but you know. Oh, she's sitting right here. She and she's is. like staring daggers at Ash, which is basically a status quo. This is a live show. Quo. We have an
1: audience of two.
0: Yeah, we do. That's exactly right. I'm trying to pretend this like This is it. if we yeah. did,
1: if we ever did an inappropriate panel, this would be our audience.
0: Right. This is our entourage, <laughs> is Ben and Hillary, because we've been talking about Ben Britton like he's not here, but he's sitting right here, yes, here waiting too. for us to get done. Academy Award winner, yeah. Ben Britton. <laughs> That's right. Hillary won't let you forget it. Oh, Ben, Don't you got to get on here and say hello.
3: Hello.
1: <laughs> also, that and Keep might be an exclusive, so uh, there you go.
0: <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay, can we take that out? Okay, cool. Well, hey, you heard it here first, guys. Heard it first. look at that. There yeah. you go.
1: So that that panel obviously went over very well. Full house. A lot of people couldn't get in. Yeah. Uh, always good to see. Do you know which number that was at this point of the four-play romans no. games? Was it like six? 69. <laughs> 69 dudes what, it, it felt like a 69 if you know what I mean like it was that good <laughs> oh my god wow see I like
0: make a joke and you make it so much worse yeah like, I don't even it's my job I'm usually the one who makes the joke worse but wow we, yeah. we are not allowed to talk that's um, all right
1: we anyway, e yeah, it was really good.
0: It was really good. It was fun. It was awesome. very fun. It was a good party.
1: It was good. And um, you had two more today? No, just one just today. Just one today, okay. Yeah.
0: So there was one that um, that Hillary put together that was really nice and it was um
1: I caught the tail end of this one.
0: Yeah, it was called Team Up and it and um, it was women in games and tech. And it was really about figuring out positive ways to be a woman in tech and to find other people who Maybe have similar sensibilities to you and and work together and um, and how to get your voice heard. And it was just it was really, really a nice conversation, I thought. And I enjoyed it. And I got to fawn over Hillary, which, you know, basically was perfect. So
1: great. Great. So what's what's next? What's next? What's your next big con? You think you think you're going to do East?
0: Oh, I thought yeah, I was like, I was like, What's coffee. Next in, in life. I'm gonna go yeah, get coffee I, here in a trust minute. Trust me, I
1: don't know the answer to that question for myself either. But you, you you're gonna yeah. do east? You gonna throw yeah. some panels together?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Gonna, we'll do the romance panel again probably if they'll have us. I'm sure they probably will. That'd be great. We have a lot of
1: people come. Oh yeah, you always pull yeah. in people. I, it'd be weird yeah. if they said no at this point, right? Um,
0: yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm working on a game, right now. Yes. Um, it's very early. Awesome. Um, so that's something that is going to continue to be worked
1: on. I'm excited. That's
0: literally almost all but, I can say about it because no, it's No, but that's so really early. exciting
1: because yeah. like, you know, it, it, I know that you have a lot of ideas, so it's cool to see that something's moving forward.
0: This one and at this I'm point, really excited it's like
1: about if like if we like if all of us our audience and, <laughs> and us really wanted to like make a game. Like yeah. We know a lot of people that are pretty smart and have ideas and yeah, can do stuff. Absolutely. Well, so, and, and, and like I've
0: been saying all weekend, you know, with this, like right the, the possibility that everybody can make a game now because not everybody, but a lot of people can make games now because of the, the technology has become so accessible. And so I've right. been learning a lot of things. Um, and I, Yeah, so I have some ideas, and I want to do a a new take on on the romance game. So that's what I'm working on. I'm inspired by all of the wonderful perspectives that we've had from um, the different romance panels we've done.
1: Yeah and it, it does seem you know it's funny because I don't play a lot of romance games and I do attend I think I've attended almost all of the romance panels so I learn a lot every time I go to them mm-hmm. um, that's where I first heard about like hateful Boyfriend and I first heard of the Otome games and I, I didn't know about them until, uh-huh. until the panel mm-hmm. and uh, so it is interesting to know that there is this whole you know other whole other spectrum of, of gaming that is not really in my wheelhouse uh, but I would love to see you know you make something that's incredibly romantic thank you can you do like can you do i played um i played the htc vive today the vr machine Uh uh-huh uh and it had the hand controls do you think you can perhaps make a a vr uh romance game that you use the hand controls to perhaps you know give a little shoulder massage or maybe a little (laughs) i'm using this motion this is a shoulder massage ash
0: don't be creepy ash I'm not being creepy. This don't is how be creepy, you massage a
1: shoulder, right? Oh
0: my god. <laughs> I yeah. Scott, can you cut, cut this part out cuz I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> no, really? Do you really. guys have an HR department? I'm curious. Uh, no. Like is that would that be Matt? We I feel like that would be Matt.
1: I don't Well, Matt does tell me to shut up a lot. So I, I guess like, he is HR.
0: Yeah, and I could go complain to him and he'd be like, "Yeah, complain Scott to me." Scott is the
1: one who is like the most like he cuts things out when the line is crossed, so he's probably uh-huh. HR. Oh, okay. That's just the shut up, Ash guy, right? Yeah. So right. I can maybe by their powers combined, they are an HR department. All right. Well,
0: um, I will be contacting
1: HR. All right. Yeah. Just cut out the hand motion, Scott. I did circular motions. It was for a completely shoulder in the air, so that's okay. But yes, no. But I, honestly, I'm not joking about the VR stuff. I think that could be. Yeah, really cool. I. You
0: know, we talked some about that on the panel last night about VR and and yeah. how we could. Um, oh. More fully. Whoa. We, and and how that could work in romance and in video games and and I I am very curious to see how it will go. I of course um, wind up having like fifty dollars and a pack of gum as my um, right. as my budget for yeah, my yeah, game. Yeah. So you know that would be a, a not something that I would be able to program for right away.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be be challenging no matter what with
0: yeah. $50 and a pack of gum yeah. Sure. oh and all those piece of coupons which I still haven't
1: spent. you need to collect on those one of these days I you know?
0: know I know I do they're probably yeah. expired by now
1: yeah well it's yeah. exciting stuff well thank you so much for coming on you're always welcome
0: well thank you for having me you know
1: we love you here and where can everybody find you on the social media
0: um, you can find me at, um, on Twitter at mylin b that's m-i-e-l-l-y-n-b and um, say hello
1: Say hello. Everyone follow her and say hello.
0: You guys are cool. I like you guys. And I like you you listeners. I missed you all so much. But Ash told me that I had to stay 200
1: feet away. (laughs) It's not true. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks. Later. All right. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 244 of the Rated NA Podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, and that's at NerdAppropriate. We look at each and every tweet, so say hi to us there. You can email us directly, and then Ash, Matt, or Scott at NerdAppropriate.com. If you have a general question, you can send that to Nerds at NerdAppropriate.com. We took a bunch of pictures at uh, PAX West, and you can see those pictures at Instagram slash NerdAppropriate. And if you want to see us play games every once in a while, follow us on Twitch TV slash NerdAppropriate. We are there as well. Uh, Thank you guys so much. We love doing uh, convention coverage and event coverage. And we'll be back next week with an all-new episode. We have lots of fun guests lined up for the next couple months. So hang in there. And uh, we love you. Thank you. Bye. Watching X Files with no lights on. I hope to Does smoke imagine make this one. It makes sense not
0: to live for fun. Your brain got smart, but
1: your head gets dumb. So much to do, so Wait, much to drink. So much dumping to pick in the, the back street. Never know if you don't go. Oh. Never shine if you don't glow. Blow. <laughs> oh, what day is today, Mylon?
0: I think it's Sunday.